an old man lures a young boy into a dark and scary place, tells him to grab his shaft and say his name. Nope, we didn't watch the Michael Jackson documentary. Nope, we didn't watch Paterno. We went to see Shazam, and we're going to talk about it. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. Of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome back. We got a busy week this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Me, Greg, and welcome back to the show, our close friend, professional lawyer, Marvel expert, who even went to see a DC movie with us, Richard Alexander. Great to be here, man. Welcome Thank back. You. Thanks. Greg, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I, I'm doing fantastic. We can talk about movies again. Absolutely. I'm in. So we got a busy week. Yes, we, we got do. a lot to talk about with uh, when we're going to get to Shazam. We're going to get to our top five list, which is going to be our top five DC characters, uh, which will surprise some people. But first, a lot of other stuff going on. Um, as everyone knows, Avengers Endgame. I know this is technically a DC episode, but we've got to talk about this shitstorm of a ticket release, which Richard and I were a big part of texting back each other throughout the day how pissed we were. What do you got, Richard? How was your day that day the tickets came out? Uh, well, that was ridiculous because I was uh, I was at a court appearance, as Mike said, I'm a lawyer, and uh, I needed the client to come in and to go over the plea form. And at the same time that happens, you text me that tickets are officially on sale. And so now I'm thinking, well, I know this particular judge hits the bench at 8.30. And I try to say, well, I'm just going to go buy tickets. Right. And... Everything I went to, Adam Tickets, Fandango, AMC app, everything just crashed. Error messages. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I said, there's nothing I can do about it. And I text Mike and I said, I'm just going to have to deal with it when I get home. Yeah, it was, um, it was frustrating to say the least. I was not a part of it. I, I mean, I did Shazam with you guys because we, we wanted to do Shazam. Right. I don't typically do the Thursday night pre-release thing. I, I have issues with crowded theaters. I, I don't want to go to jail and have to call Richard and say, hey, can you defend me because I just beat the snot out of this pissy little jackass behind me. But it's I, I, I'm, t- I'm a Saturday morning, Sunday morning type guy. Uh, we typically get up like once a quarter on a Sunday morning. We'll go have a breakfast. This is a place we like, and then we'll go see the place. And it's, and it's you know a quarter full, which is, is cool with me. Right. I wasn't interested in getting the, the – especially with Avengers as big as it's going to be – and all the kids and weirdos, and that's not the nice word to say, but just the people that you don't generally want to have to deal with in that situation. For the most part, I agree, because most of the time I go to the movies is on the weekends. Uh, the early shows, like you said, there's just, you know, you don't have those creeps getting next to you. Is there anything worse when you sit into a half-empty theater and there's an entire two or three rows that are empty and some knob sits right next to you? Then right, takes his so. shoes off and gets his phone out? Hey, I can't say that because I do take my shoes off in the leather seats, but... <laughs> At least I'm wearing clean socks. 
um, but yeah, generally speaking, the weekends, early morning shows, like I'm taking um, uh, the wife and daughter to go see Avengers that following Sunday with some friends, um, which is, you know, Sundays are generally a little better. But the big movies, we do the Thursday nights. I mean, uh, we yeah. have been for, I mean, how many movies now? A no, absolutely. Yeah. We've, I, I feel it's a big part of my experience that I want to be the first. Gotcha. And I find that movies like this specifically is more fun because the people that are going to that night show on a Thursday are fans. Like okay. I, I can't remember the last time that we went to a big movie on a Thursday night, a, a premiere night, and had any issues whatsoever because most of the people there are just like us. And they're respectful. I, I Absolutely. They're quiet and they're respectful. I'm, I'm cursed when I go out in public. I always get that one ass. Well, that's I had the person. People. I had the person at Lewis Black that was like, oh, yeah, that's you know, you know what? That happened to me. Shut up, lady. You're not Lewis Black. Yes. I typically um, get those people right next to me. So if you're listening to this and you were affected by that, I know, God, I was. I wanted to punch AMC. Like, I hope sincerely someone lost their job over this on their technical department because that app did not, and I know Greg's got feeling about this, and I'm going to ask him in a second, but at 5 o'clock, the app finally worked, started working for tickets. And by then, thankfully, we had already gotten our tickets. Um, you know, we were diligent and got it done, but um, I even texted you, Greg, and, I, you know, I this is insane. How do you not prepare for this? And your answer was, my answer was they didn't prepare for it because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Because they are they have to deal with a movie like this once every five years. You still bought your tickets. They don't care that you bought your tickets eight hours late. They don't care that you couldn't get in on Thursday night because you're going to go back on Friday or Saturday. They're not going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars upgrading their bandwidth and their servers and their system so that they can deal with a four-hour window. Which makes they don't sense. Care. However, the ramifications in that, and that's a perfectly good segue... Richard went to the theater to get tickets. How was it at the theater? Well, I went home after the hearing, and I couldn't get online through my laptop. And I texted you. I said, the hell with this. I'm driving to the theater. And I drove to the that theater. That is dedication. We're no, not messing around. And when I got there, the manager was taking one phone call after another apologizing. You know, uh, to, to people saying, I'm sorry, I know the web. I know the website's down. I know the website's down. People were physically showing up pissed off that the app had crashed and they had to take time out of their day to physically come to the theater like me and purchase tickets in person. And do you know how the bean counters at AMC felt about that? They don't give a shit because they didn't have to deal with those people. No, I agree. And you're right. When it all boils down to it in the big picture, you're right. They dealt with it for a day, an afternoon, maybe even spilled over to the second day. Who knows? But in the grand scheme of things. The grand scheme of things, those shows are still sold out. Correct. Go, go try and look for a ticket for Avengers Endgame for opening weekend. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And 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 now that we've covered that, you guys saw the post on our on our Facebook page this week, hopefully, about the all twenty two Marvel movies back to back to back to back at yes. AMC theaters. Holy Jesus! Number one, which movies are you going to sleep through? Because there ain't nobody that's going to stay away for sixty four hours. Because you've got fifty nine hours plus you've got breaks in between plus you got three hours of in game after it. And what is that theater going to smell like at the end of three days? Because I know what I smell like after three days with no shower. Clearly. Holy Lord, you can smell it right now. <laughs> it's, listen, uh, th- there was a couple weeks ago, there was a website that advertised it. Yeah, and it's, and you know, they do this with every big, every Avengers oh. movie. It seems they do the marathons. Well, there was an advertisement for a, 
company, I can't remember the name of the website specifically, was going to pay people $1,000 yep. to binge watch all of them, live tweet about it. And I thought it would be great to do, you know, uh, somehow to do it for the podcast I and would all do that. It. I would do that. Uh, for the website, which we have coming soon. Um, I, I applied for it. Of course, you know, I'm sure everyone else did, but um, I, I would have gave it a go. Absolutely. It but, but, in the, but in your own home, you can take five minutes and jump in the shower, take a shit, grab a, something to eat. Think about three days in a public bathroom, in a chair, watching movies like that, eating nothing but concession stand food. I mean, I'd rather go camping, and I wouldn't rather go camping. Yeah, it's it's true, but um, it, it's a lot of movies. But Would it be cool? It'd probably be pretty cool. Because, I don't know, for me, probably the funniest tweets that I would have had is when I was delirious <laughs> about 15 to 18 hours right? in, tired. That would have been a good time. I'm telling you, that would have been a good... That had been a good read. I think that what smells if, like a Spurlock's next documentary. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and I would volunteer to do it in a second. I think it'd be hilarious. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough weekend for it. We're all excited about it. Um, we got now, what, uh, t- three weeks? Are we three weeks away now? Uh, Two. Less than that, Two actually. weeks, yeah, because we have... 25th. <laughs> this 25th. Is how, this is how my mental calendar works. This Sunday, which is today, is WrestleMania. Next Sunday is Game of Thrones. The following weekend is Avengers. So that's kind of how I met my mental calendar works. And in between all of that, you, you two are doing the podcast. And we got NHL playoffs coming up. That's yeah, true. the brackets, uh, the uh, matchups just came out last night. There's April a couple 10th. good ones there. Toronto, good ones. Toronto and Boston. And Boston's going to be a good one. Boston's hot, man. Boston I, is hot. I texted Richard the other day. I said, I can't wait for the Toronto-Boston because that is just going to be a bloodbath. The, so those it was teams last are year. going to beat the snot out of each other, and I'm going to watch every single and, game. And on that... That's horseshit that those two teams have to play each other in the first round. The seeding system in the NHL is messed Not up. Not for hockey fans like us, though. For for us, that's a golden ticket. Show me that. Yeah, it of is. Of course, I'm going to keep that up. That should be a second or a third round matchup. Not a first round. No, well, Mike's, Mike's an Eastern Conference guy now, but the Western Finally. Conference two and three is going to be pretty serious. Yes, it is. Yeah. it's. I'm especially excited for this unfortunate red wingless playoff season to come up, but... I'm wearing black in mourning today because the, the third year in a row I've had no playoffs to watch. But as a hockey fan, there's nothing better because there's no stress. You just enjoy NHL playoffs, which to me is the most exciting playoffs in any sport, any format, anything that does not get better than the NHL playoffs. Just your traditions attached to it, like just growing the beard. They have stuff that no other sport has. It's Hockey is it for me. Like it, It's the best. And while we're talking about that, I, I, I'm not a Blues fan, but congratulations on turning their season around the way they did. They were almost dead last in the NHL at the halfway mark, and they, they made the playoffs. They, one, turned, they turned that shit around. Chicago. That was one reason. Chicago was another one. Bennington. Yeah. Their rookie um, goalie played out of his mind. Yes, yes. And you know what? There's nothing better going into the playoffs than a hot goalie. Yeah, I, I could totally derail this whole podcast if you start getting me going on hockey with Richard, but – We'll get back on track. So, one of the biggest things I've been pushing for that I finally got my way a week ago was Game of Thrones. We're now one week, seven days away from arguably the most highly anticipated TV episodes in history. Greg, where are you at? Are you still liking the show? Don't fuck this up. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to fuck this up hard. Well, I said last on last podcast, I didn't know if I was going to get them all in before the release, but I am actually on episode seven of season five at this point. 
Um, I, I was thought I was going to have to squeeze them in. Uh, Susan is actually watching with me, so we're popping out two or three episodes a night. Dude, you are hitting those episodes yeah, harder than yeah, Ohio we State are. coach. We are. Ep- hit, <laughs> just beating the snot out of them, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> Richard almost did a spit take over here. Literal, <laughs> literal spit take over there by Richard. Um, you know what? I, I, I looked at some of the comments that people said last week, um, and I, I'm going to have to agree with them. I did say it was a little predictable, and it was a little bit a little predictable. But it also – it's a little more predictable if you know that someone's not going to die because you're not watching it. If you're watching it on a week-by-week basis and you have the precedent that these people can get killed – I mean, and okay, there's no spoilers here because it's five years old when Tyrion was accused of, of poisoning Joffrey. Right. You knew he wasn't going to die because he's in season eight. Yeah, and that, that's I will agree with you. Yes. That's the unfortunate part because I do feel that this series is so good if you go into it blank, not there, knowing anything. There have been some stuff that has left my jaw open, and I looked at Susan and I went, holy shit, and she goes, told you. Um, it's, 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 it's good. It is good. It is. I am still going to stick by it. It's slow. I enjoy it. It's slow. There's a lot of things that, that you do that I know that there's a reason they do them. There's a lot of shit going on. I get it. But I'm, I'm going to bring my biggest, my biggest, uh, I want to fucking strangle somebody about this show. Wow, that's intense. Did you guys ever see Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington? Yes. Yes. I like that movie, except for one thing. I do not need 47 different camera angles during a fight. Fight. Put the camera on them and let them fight. They change the camera angle in the sword fights in Game of Thrones every half a second, and it fucking drives me crazy because that means that you don't have these guys fighting real well. It's just like, hold that sword up. We're going to go over here. It drives me crazy. It absolutely – I just – I want to I stab Joffrey. I want to stab him. Does that remind you of anything, Richard? Go ahead. You can say it. The Marvel character you hated the most on Netflix – the Marvel character Daredevil? I hated the most on Netflix? Iron Fist. Well, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah. Those fight scenes were awful. Abortions. They were awful. Yeah, awful. They, were, they were terrible. Yes, they were terrible because of that. And the bad that. thing about that was you waited so long for the fight scenes on that, and then you were like, well, that's a bag of dicks. But there was a movie that did it and did it very well, and that was Batman Begins. Those fight scenes were so up close, and it was almost yes. hard to keep up with, but they were intense, and it was done very well. Yes. I yeah, see what you're saying. I remember saying they should just rename the show Colleen Wing. Because her fight scenes were much better than Danny Rad. Well, she's amazing. Yeah. She's in Game of Thrones, by the way. Oh. She's one of the sand spiders, the chicks. Yeah. Um, so you'd like the show. Yeah, of course. Um, you still have problems with it. Of course. That's you, your, any any mm-hmm. show like that I'm going to have some issues with. I but, have a couple other issues, but they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're minor. That's all right. I'm, nope. at, I'm, at the, I'm at the faceless ones now, and I get the feeling I really, I, I, the jump the shark kind of comes to mind with the way that that's going down. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, you've, you've given me the rules, and you've set stuff up, and now all of a sudden we got guys that can just morph. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You do know there's dragons in the show, right? Yeah, but they don't morph. Okay, but they're masks, right? They're not masks. Do yes. dragons are masks? No. You're talking about the Arya faceless people th- stuff? Yeah. They're masks. Yeah, the black guy that became the white guy that became the girl that became yeah, the masks. guy. Yeah, that's a mask. Yeah, Dude, it's a I show. Get, I get those masks it's down It's a spirit. show. Yeah. I buy that shit at Party Party Central every every month. I know it's a show, but I, I've said it to you a hundred times. Give me the rules. Stay within the rules. If there's magic, I get it. I understand it. I want to see where it comes from. Once, If I see where it comes from because I'm just at that spot, then I'll say, okay, I take it back. Just like I took back about how it was predictable. See, you need to calm the, the fuck down. <laughs> because the problem I have is I don't need rules on a show. I need to be entertained. And it needs to be good. It needs to keep my attention and just honestly make me want to keep watching. That show does it. 
movies do it. I don't go into a movie like with a separate checklist like this has to be this way, this has to be this way, this has to at least convince me it's real. If I'm watching a show with dragons, I throw your rules out the window. Just make this good. So you don't care about rules? No, I so don't. So how are you not an Ohio State fan? I'm not. All right. I so you said just contradict rules, yourself. not felonies. There's a difference, right, Richard? <laughs> there is a difference, yes. A huge difference. No, I, I, I do. I like it. It's good. I, I understand what the fuss is. I will admit that if I was watching this on a week-to-week basis and I wasn't able to binge watch it, I probably would have stopped. Because we'll it would drive me crazy it's not okay, knowing what's going on. Because nobody's perfect, so that's okay. Well, that's true. All right, so let's let's move on. So, Richard. Yes. You still watch Game of Thrones. You only watched the first season. I watched the whole first season, and the reason I did, because I, I've always been a huge Peter Dinklage fan. So I wanted to that see. That really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just liked him. I, one of my favorite it's, movies of it's, it's is, is The Station Agent. I don't know if you ever saw that, but no. he, he's just quietly brilliant in he, that movie he's fantastic he he is a, a, a true i've true, said it true professional i do believe he's the smartest character on that show and i just said you know i want to well, watch he's got the this. biggest head uh, yes that's true i want to watch i watched the show because of him and i loved it but it was hbo and it was a luxury that sure. i really didn't want and so i stopped watching it after the whole first season but you know, it's uh, it's incredibly well researched and well told and well written story. If and Tyrion died, I wouldn't watch it anymore. He is my favorite character on that show. And period. the best side note of that entire series is these two guys, uh, Banoff and Weiss, are doing a Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars trilogy, and that made me giddy like a. I, my stomach went Telemundo crazy. You know, there's Nuts. rules in the Star Wars universe, right? There are none. Yeah, right. there, there there is one. Make a good movie and don't. Don't don't let it suck. So apparently, Ryan there's Johnson. no rules in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> there's no, not when Ryan Johnson's doing it. Son of a bitch. All right, moving on. Back back to the reason that we made Richard come all the way out here to do this. DC. So last week, I know I was excited. I texted both of you. I said, "Okay, I want feedback. What are your thoughts?" The Joker trailer with Joaquin Phoenix came out. First, we all know how I'm going to feel about it. So let's get the table to the, is that the table actually just rose three inches, Mike. Calm down. Let, <laughs> let's get to the two guys in the balcony on the Muppets, Stadler and Waldorf. What That's did right. you guys think? Go ahead, Richard. Well, uh, the, the first thing I thought of, and this was literally about 15 seconds into the trailer. I said, taxi driver. This is taxi driver. It's fair. And there are a lot of imagery associated with taxi driver. For instance, uh, it's clear to me that this is taking place in where you have a lot of, you know, just reflection from the protagonist, the main character. And, you know, you have uh, the unusual, for lack of a better word, relationship with mom. And you also have perhaps he's going to be scorned by someone he loved from afar, Civil Shepherd, Robert De Niro. Right. And you also have a loner, Robert De Niro, taxi driver. He's walking the streets of New York at its finest debauchery. Robert De Niro, taxi driver. And, you know, he's, uh, at some point, he reaches this, you know, this renaissance or this pinnacle where he says, I need to do something about this. I'm going to take it upon myself where I'm going to be the vigilante or I'm going to make a difference. Robert De Niro, taxi driver. Which is, not to cut you off, keep going, where somebody mentioned to me what your, your thought process was, the king of comedy. Well, lo and behold, I'm going to take it into my own hands. It was fast, right. but at the end of the trailer, I said, "Is that Robert De Niro?" It is, and I said, He's "Well, that's that's full circle yeah. for me." 
Well, don't forget. I didn't see anything in there in the trailer that made me think this is a man on the brink. I saw two flashes of it. One when his face was at the cage, staring at the guard with that kind of a blank look, and he just says, what? The way he looked. And two, when he was trying to force a smile on his own face and he let it go and he looked like he was ready to kill somebody for whatever reason. There was little brief, enough for me to say, okay, I don't think this is going to suck. I thought that one second, you know, just snippet where he says, what? I thought that was the most riveting scene in the whole trailer. I, yeah, that that's one of those that kind of made me think, oh, okay, this may be good. This but, may be really good. But I, but I need to see more of this, you know, escalade of just psychoses yes. in order for me to be on board. This 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 trailer is the the epitome of why I don't like trailers. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to shit on it. I'm going to say I'm going to say that I don't like what trailers do because they either take you one direction and you expect something and then you don't get it. Right. Or they take you right down the middle of the road and you see the final scene in the trailer. It drives me crazy. There's there's only a couple of things about this movie that bother me. I I, I agree with you, Mike. I want it to be good. I, I think we I, all do. I, everybody yes. wants it to be good because yes. the Joker is a seminal character in in the world. You don't you may not like comic books, but you know who the Joker is. Right. I don't I don't know if I get what they want me to feel for him. I think Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor. I, I, I got to see what's going to happen. I want it to be good, but there's nothing about this trailer that went to me that went like, I got to fucking see that. Now, in retrospect, I saw the trailer for Spider-Man 3 when it came out, and I couldn't wait, and I was so disappointed. Don't you think it's fair to say we all felt that way? Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. At so, that, now, think about it. At that time, not knowing what we know now, at that time... At that moment when we all saw that, we were yes. like, oh, my God, you're going to give us Venom? So that's why that's or, why the trailer thing upsets me. Here's the second thing that upsets me. They have already said, and Joaquin Phoenix has already said, it's a one and done. He's doing this movie, and then he's out. You got One of the great things to me about the Marvel, the MCU, is that of the consistency. The, with the exception of Rhodey. And that was because Terrence Howard wanted so much damn money to come back. Edward Norton Jr. Ed, and Ed Norton Jr. He dug okay, his own so, grave on that so, too. So right at the beginning, the first two movies are the only inconsistencies we have. It's the same thing. Heath Ledger will be hard to beat. But you know what? There was a time when we said Jack Nicholson Joker would be hard to beat. And, right. there, and, and he might nail the Joker. But then I got to go back to Jared Leto for the Suicide Squad. And then I got to go over to here. Give me some, give me some consistency. I might be. I might change my tune after seeing the movie. That's. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go see it. I, I think hope that's it's good. Fair. And Richard, I think you can attest to this too, being that you've collected comics for so long and have so many. On that point with Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, I don't want to compare them. I love Jack Nicholson for what he was in that movie. That movie still, I could rewatch that with no problem and enjoy the yes. crap out of it. Yes. Heath Ledger comes along. Those are two completely different takes on the Joker and in From the comics completely different eras in two com you can't even compare the two it, to me in, in any way and in the comics this has happened for dozens and dozens of years decades of years De you decades of years that that's pending. that <laughs> you have been shown different iterations of characters that they're not trying to compare them 
here's just here's my version of Batman. Here's my version of Superman. That's fine. I don't need to compare them because I've got different versions that I can watch now. And would you not agree agree that there's different versions of characters that you like more than others? Yeah, that's true. Even in the comic books, you know, when they when they give a writer, uh, you know, Straczynski's, for instance, when he took over Thor, or John Byrne when he took over Namor, they brought an entirely different perspective to the comics of these characters that we we had known for. Decades of years. Decades. Okay. I said it. Yes, I know. I, I think I owe you money for that, actually, now. Is it not true? And But, no, I agree with you, Mike. I mean, you, you, you certainly, you can't have, you know, I don't think you, you should have the same iteration of the character all the time. It's nice, it's nice to get different opinions on a subject. It's no different yeah. than listening to our podcast. You're which getting I, different opinions on the same thing. Which I hope you're doing. It's Yeah, it's neat, it's neat to have a, a, a different view. But the question I have for you, Richard, with all of your comic book knowledge, is how long is decades of years? <laughs> decades, I'm going to say bitch. <laughs> on, on or around 10-ish. <laughs> um, I'll back up to one thing that you said that you brought up that still to this day Richard will shit all over. Jared Leto was the Joker. I don't think that's a fair H- enough... Hated it. Uh, we saw it together. That, yes. that was one of our... Yes. I still have not seen Suicide Squad. Here's the problem that I have with Suicide Squad. And I... They if, don't commit suicide? You, if, no. Oh, okay. No, not yet. Finish. Jared Leto, I thought, got totally taken advantage of, and fans of comics being us were totally misled for an entire calendar year. Did he go to Penn State? Oh, that's dark. <laughs> we were told... We were sold... All of the marketing, most of the marketing, leading up to that first trailer was Jared Leto. Yeah. All the crazy stuff he was doing on the set. And to me, that would be an awesome documentary to see all the shit that he did leading up to that movie. He was in the movie for, I think, eight minutes. You completely misled an entire fan base that was looking forward to seeing a new take on the Joker. And I still think, given the proper movie and the amount of, amount of screen time, that Joker could have worked. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but again... Trailer. The trailer ruined that movie. And the marketing. The marketing destroyed this more than the trailer because the marketing was Joker, 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 Jared Leto. He's crazy. He's crazy. The marketing was Joker and Harley Quinn. Right. That's what what they built it. Oh, and uh, Will Smith's going to make an appearance. That's pretty much what the marketing was. Will Smith was good in that movie as Deadshot. Will Smith is good in just about everything except After Earth. All of the... Wow. Total bomb. Everything with Jared Leto's Joker in that movie, the fact that he had fake teeth, the, the, the metal teeth and all that, and the backstory, which was... Ne- why was this not mentioned in the movie that the reason he had that is because Batman knocked them all out? Why was that not a flashback in that... That movie totally missed, but it could have been awesome. But I, they screwed it up. I hope, for their sake, they have an idea that they're going to explore side movies and, and that. Uh, but But... I'm also going to say probably not because James Gunn is doing the next Suicide Squad, and he said it's a reboot. It's not a continuation. They are redoing Suicide Squad literally three years after the first yeah, one. Yeah, but now that he's back with Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be uh, a one and done. We'll see. I'm just – we'll see. So that brings me into the question that I want to ask the both of you is we've had now you know a, a couple-year run, three, four-year runs of movies – where do you think the direction is now for the DCEU? Are you excited for it, or do you think it's just doomed to fail because they tried to copy Marvel too quick, too fast? Richard, go. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, uh, first of all, I, I think it's just they should just forget about what Marvel's doing. Oh, I, I agree. I really do, I, because they're not going to compete with Marvel. Can't. And they shouldn't, because there's enough of us to go around to appreciate both Marvel and DC. 
I think they should, and they probably have already. They probably scrapped their universe. And, I think they did when Zack Snyder got let go. And they and that what they're doing is now releasing these standalones, and Shazam was budgeted at what ninety million, about ninety million, hundred million dollars. So I, I think what they're doing is they're introducing these characters, you know, C and D level characters like Doctor Strange, Ant Man, and seeing, you know, how the audience reacts, and not necessarily worrying about how they all fit into the DC extended universe. So to tie that in with our poll question we had this week, um, are you excited about it? No, I am. Listen, I, I'm a comic book fan. I mean, I'm a Marvel guy, but I'm a right. comic book fan, and just entertain me, right? And I'll give you my money, and and I have, I you know, I, I just don't want anything more than that. Just entertain me. Will you give me your money? <laughs> <laughs> he is a lawyer. Here, here's how I. Here's something that I want to say. I'm gonna uh, come right out and say. I am not uh, well-versed in the DC universe. Top five universe. The top five this week was very hard for me, and it's probably going to be pretty basic because of I have certain things that I liked. But what's something a lot of people forget and that are our age? Um, when we talk about people that are like Jacob's age and, and our kids' age, they know Marvel because Marvel has been big for the last 10 years. But let's go back to the 80s. Let's go back to television. You had Wonder Woman. Let's go back to the 70s and the 60s where you had uh, Adam West, Batman. Hulk. Okay. The, well, that was, you had the Incredible Hulk on TV. That was Marvel. But you also had the Batman movies in the, in, the, in the 80s and the 90s. You had the Superman movies in the late 70s and the 80s. DC ruled until about 1995, 96. And when Batman Forever came out, it, it literally slit their throat. Because so many people hated it. Listen, I, I, Batman Forever is a pile of garbage, but it's a pile of garbage that I can watch over and over and over because it was Batman, right? DC has to understand that they are rooted. A lot of their characters, a lot of their storylines from the research I did this week are stuck in the 60s and the 70s and the 50s. They have not brought this stuff forward. So when you look at Batman and you look at Joker, even Joker, they're setting that in a like a nineteen, an early nineteen eighties, new uh, like New it. York, right? And I get that because right. it's it's an origin story, but we we kind of crap on on DC. DC used to be king of the mountain, and they're not. And Marvel came along and and took a swing, and and they you know they they hit the home run. I I want DC to step back from what they've done, and there has to come a point where they say, hey, we had three really good Batman movies with Christian Bale, and we had a pretty good Superman movie. Uh, We had a decent Wonder Woman movie. What can we do to build on that? Right. They tried to take those three characters and slam them together so quick. I mean, we got Justice League, who we talked about before Justice League. Sure. It wasn't that bad. It was hard to watch because it it was ugly. The CGI was ugly. But I loved the Flash character. I, li- I like the cyborg character, but we didn't know who the hell they were when they showed up. So yeah. they they have to. I'm I'm excited for what they can do, especially spoiler after seeing Shazam. But they've got to do what they did with Shazam with the other characters. They've got they've got to do something. It'll be interesting to see because there's been talk and articles and rumors that what they're doing now are going to be these Joker movies that are going to be under a different umbrella, which is supposedly labeled the DC Black. Um, for a little more grown-up, edgier take on it. So, who knows? I just, I think I agree with both of you guys. We all, we all want it to do well. 
because we're all comic book fans. I, I don't want Marvel to crush DC or DC to come back and crush. I don't want any of that. I just want them both to succeed and give us more stuff to watch all year. Well, that's what we say about just about any movie that you get excited about. When, when have you ever seen a movie come out and go, I hope that sucks? Even if it's not a movie that you might like, you, you're like, you know what? I hope it's good because I'd like to see it. But Well, even for all the, Richard, for you, all the DC movies that you don't like, you didn't go into that movie going, I hope this sucks. I hope this sucks. And I, yeah, I've never said that. Otherwise, why do we go? Right. I mean, every movie that comes out or they announce a movie, um, I'll get into one which is on my list, which there's been rumors of. When you hear certain titles, you just get excited because you want to see that in movies. Because when we were kids, we didn't have that. Yeah. And you said it before, you know, seeing Spider-Man every week on the electric company for a minute and a half, it went nuts. That was the best part it of the It was the coolest company. thing yeah. of the week. And, and he had his own television show at one point, too, and it was garbage. I mean, it was garbage. Oh, yeah. um, but it was so much fun. But we want him to do well. We want it to work, and we just want good movies. And I think we can all agree that we want things to be good, but some have just missed the mark. And the majority of them are DC movies, unfortunately. No, I, I, agree, I agree. And that's, and that's really because they didn't have the patience of Marvel. They didn't take the risk that Marvel did with C and D level characters, and they didn't have a vision from day one. And you know, again, this is where Marvel comes in and said, "Faggy, this is this is your baby, and this is your vision." Well, we talked about that too on our Marvel episode. DC couldn't afford to take that risk because they don't have the money behind them that Marvel does. When you got Disney, you can swing and miss three or four times. Warner Brothers is in trouble. I mean, that's a good point though because. That you just said, Richard, because when Iron Man One was greenlit, that wasn't exactly a not a non gamble. I mean, they ten years later, Tony Stark and Iron Man are now a household name, a cornerstone of that whole franchise. Yep. At the time that they started to make that movie, U.S. people who Iron Man wore would be like, "I think I've heard of it." I'm not sure well, he's in the book, right? He what was, he's, we, we, he was not a level at Marvel. No, yeah, he what wasn't. Was, what was the last big superhero movie before Iron Man? And I'm off the cuff here. I'm, I'm I have one in my head, but I don't I don't honestly remember the last big time. Mar- uh, other uh, it was Batman. It would have had to be the Batman. Been the Batman yeah. George Mar- Clooney's uh, Batman. Just well, those in general. I mean, well, the I, I Christian when were the, the Christian Bale Batmans were no because uh, Iron Man was 2005, so Batman Begins was right around that time. Right. right. So if you don't count those three, what was the last big superhero movie? It was the Batman. Series. Probably so Batman was, Forever. Uh, George yeah. Clooney's right. Batman. Yeah, and they just took and 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 it, and it that whole franchise just took a break for ten years because that movie was well. George, hell, even George Clooney one time said, "I feel so bad. I killed Batman." Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't ever blame the actors because they're not the ones that write and make those movies. Correct. All they're doing is they're showing up and doing what they're supposed to do and trying to do it the best they can. But um, so with that, we're gonna take our first fake break. Um, Greg's gonna rattle off some of our fi- our fake sponsors and thanks to people for watching and or listening, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back from our break. Got all our sponsors. Talk to you about stuff there. Uh, please, please go out, buy six or seven of each because that's literally going to put us over the top, and I might be able to keep the electricity turned on this month. Is that why we're in a room with no light That's on? why we are in a room. Well, that because, you know, once we take our shirts off, it's that much more fun. Yeah, literally. we got a Burt Kreischer vibe going on here. And Yeah, for sure. All right, okay. so what another fun little segment that Greg introduced the past couple weeks is I got a game. I got a DC-related game. He got game, yo? He's got game. So this week... Is this how much Charmin will Greg need in the next episode? Uh, yeah, how many rolls of Charmin does Greg need when he shits on a movie or a show that Mike loves? All right, so what I've got, 
are all the DC e- DCEU movies, specifically just the DCEU movies, okay? And one of the worst things I think that has ever come out related to movies is Rotten Tomatoes. So I got seven yes. scores. Yes. And with those scores, they go from 93, 91, 65, 56, 40, 28, 27. You're going to try and tell me in which order, highest to lowest, those movies fall. Are so you gonna Are you gonna tell us which movies you're talking about? I'll, I'll give you the movies. Okay. You got to tell me where it falls, and we'll, we'll just go from number seven down to to number one. All right, hold on. I got to be all scientific about this. Richard, you need a piece of paper? Sure. All Thank right. you. All right. Game time with Mike. Game time. So all what right. were your scores again? So the highest rated to- Rotten Tomato score is ninety three. 91, 65, 56, 40, 28, and 27. And if you don't know, Rotten Tomatoes, when a movie comes out, they give a movie a score. They certify it fresh or rotten for the tomatoes. Um, so 93% is the highest approval rating. Greg, what do you think the l- – we're going to start from the lowest, the, the biggest, as you would say, Charmin movie. Okay. Shit pile of a movie. You got it. What do you think at 27% was the worst movie that DCEU has had so far? What are my options? I mean, because are, are we talking are we talking Batmans with uh, George Clooney? What, what are we talking about? No, DCEU, recent run of DC movies. Here's the movies in no particular order. Man of Steel, Justice League, Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman, or Suicide Squad. Those are the movies considered under the DCEU label. So at number seven with twenty seven percent, what movie do you think that was? Shit, I, I, you're gonna have to say those to me again. We got Justice League. You got Justice League and Batman versus Steel. Okay. Man of Steel, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Suicide Squad. All right. Which are all DCEU movies. All the previous Batman movies don't count. Wow, that's tough. What about you, Richard? You got a guess? Uh, with 27, lowest I'm, rated. I'm going to go with Dawn of Justice. Richard goes Dawn of Justice. Greg? I think, uh, damn, I think I got to do that too. Jacob, can you insert the Jeopardy music? That would be perfect here. Lowest rated DCEU movie with 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. What's your guess? I think I think Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay, you're both wrong. So that that's, well, don't tell that's us that because wrong. we'll know. Right, okay. you can't okay. tell us that, right? What do you think number two is at twenty eight percent? Batman versus I, Superman. I was Dawn say of Justice. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you that you were both correct. So that's it, Greg. So keep this trend. That, that's another point for you. So so twenty eight. So twenty eight was Dawn of 28% Justice. Twenty eight percent. Batman versus Superman which I still argue to this day, the extended version, which much, much better of a movie. You mean it w- it got longer and it made it better? It did because it filled in all <laughs> the gaps. Is that what she said? <laughs> or, or are we talking about some shitty Batman movie that was so freaking slow, I thought it was a Game of, Slo- Game of Thrones remake? Mm. Again, mm. settle down, Charmin. Yes, sir. It was a better movie. Number five, with a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. What movie? I think that's Suicide Squad. I say that's Suicide Squad as well. You're both wrong. Figures. Bullshit. This game sucks. That <laughs> just because you're not doing well. This I mean if you really if you probably had more time to think about this and separate them, you probably would have done better. 
the fifth lowest movie had 40% was Justice League. All right, that makes sense. Uh, no, no argument. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. All right. Number four had 56%. That's, that's Suicide Squad. I'll go with Suicide Squad. You're both wrong. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. I'm just going to tell you what it is because we, yeah. we, we, if, we, if we try and go through well, this I know what number one is. I know which one is number 93. 56% was Man of Steel. Do you guys want to try and guess again what the lowest 27% movie was? And if you get this, Greg, I'll give you the point. Suicide Squad. Correct. Suicide Squad had a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I actually didn't guess Suicide Squad because I was going to give the benefit of the doubt on it. Even though that's where I would put it, which I give you credit for. Yes, that's a big step in you, for you, Richard. So we got so we got twenty seven. Uh, you're so we right. Twenty seven percent was Suicide Squad. Yes. Twenty eight percent was Batman vs Superman: Correct. Dawn of Justice. Yes. Forty percent was Justice League. Correct. And fifty six was Man of Steel. So Correct. So what we have left is we have Wonder Woman, Shazam, and, and Aquaman. Aquaman. So, what do you think number three was? Was sixty five percent Aquaman? Very good. That's two points for Greg. Richard, you want to guess what number two is with 91? <laughs> I, I know what it is. You've got well, a 50-50 it, shot, sir. It has to be Wonder Woman. It is. False. It is 91 with Shazam. Either Wonder one of Woman's, those. Wonder Woman still has the highest rated movie in the DCU on Rotten Tomatoes at 93%. So, be, so, I, I so Shazam went down two points in the last two days is what you're saying. Because it was 93 when I looked at it on Thursday. This was as of this morning. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, comfortable with transposing either one of those. That's bullshit. They're, that's they're, bullshit. I get the point. Better. I get the point because no, I'm kidding. I'll give you the point just because you're wearing a DC shirt. <laughs> How about that? No, when we went because if because if you if you remember in our pre video on on our Facebook live the other night, I said it was 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, fair enough. But that's all right. So it went down to 91. So Wonder Woman and Shazam are both 91. 93 and 91. 93 and 91. Wonder so Wonder Woman's 93. Correct. Correct. As of this morning. How'd you guys feel about Wonder Woman? Honestly. I I except, thoroughly enjoyed it. Except for Ares being completely CGI and that battle. But Horrible I, CGI. I, I, yeah, it's awful. Well, it's DC level CGI. I'll say CGI. this. Great movie. Shitty CGI villain. Right. But as far as, you know, her origin and her backstory Fantastic. and her fierceness, mm -hmm. loved it. I got to steal, steal a joke from somebody. Um, I have always, in that movie, one of the things that bothers me is... It's a woman. It's a tribe of Amazon women, who are essentially gods. Mm -hmm. Okay, they completely trust each other. There's no reason that there would ever be any backstabbing or anything, but yet they invented a rope that, when you tie each other up, makes you not for tell them. The truth for other people that never come to the island. The other people that never come to the island, except those poor couple of Germans, but, but who they, got what they fucking they are, deserved. But they are. Warriors and the Germans showed up and they trained for war, so so there's a need for the lasso. Happen. Yeah, there's a need for the lasso. So, so, they, so, so, so instead of inventing a gun, we invented a rope. I think that's I think correct. there was a little bit of an S and M idea going on right there. I think they were looking for something more than. It's a bunch of women. They had to do something to find to spice things up. I'm get that's that's my point exactly. See, didn't need any Charmin. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it. I'm honestly not really looking forward to the next one. Because there's a lot of holes and production issues are going on, well, but no pun we'll intended. see. We'll see. We did yeah. talk about Oh, there's that. always a pun intended, <laughs> yeah, Richard. always with us. <laughs> you should know that by now. We did talk about it before we started that, yeah, yeah it's we're going to need to see something because now it's going to go from World War One to 1984 with the Cold War, and you're going to have Kristen Wiig as the cheetah, if as the you, main villain. If they don't give me a real reason 
why Chris Pine's character is back, Steve Trevor. Is that his Steve name? Steve Trevor, yep. If they don't give me a real reason why he's back, I will get up and walk right the fuck out of that theater. And I, I will throw my popcorn on the floor. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Craig's going to walk out of Wonder Woman 2. And that's all I have to say about that. God, he's so angry. <laughs> Just movies, Craig. Lighten up. <laughs> all right. So the real reason, second real reason we're all here besides our top five list, which we'll get to, which should be really entertaining. Shazam. We all went to see it. We'll go around the room. Richard, esteemed guest. We always make Richard start. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, smartest me, one in the room. It's only fitting. Yeah, I'm going to start out by saying I have to give monster props to the director, which was Sandberg, David Sandberg. Who's, Andy Sandberg? No, David oh, <laughs> David okay. Sandberg. And his history is all horror. I mean, horror films. That that's that's what he's great at. I mean, he still made he uh, he made a movie that the trailer still freaks me out, which is Annabelle. Oh, yeah. Okay, and he also made Lights Out, and he has another horror movie in the can. So his whole background yeah, is that genre. Can. Well, that would explain the scary Sandusky cave. Right. But he, <laughs> but his pick <laughs> of Zachary Levi to play Shazam was brilliant. When you first heard that casting, what was your first initial honest thought? Uh, I didn't see it. I, I, I just said, I don't get Levi playing Shazam. I, I just... You know, I, I I didn't know enough about it. I will say that I was just completely ignorant of the the character, other than what I saw on television. Right when it was like when, you know coupled together with ISIS, remember that? That was, that was my the... background of Shazam. To be completely right. honest with you, so I didn't know enough about it. I like him as an actor. I always have. Uh, what know, else has he even been in? Chuck. Yeah, he was in Chuck. That's right. That had a pretty good up. run, and he's also in the Marvel. He's in the MCU. He's Fandral, who suffered a horrible death, courtesy of Hela. In Ragnarok, as really? soon as she comes through the Bifrost, as soon as she comes through the Bifrost, she kills Volstagg and Fandral. Wow, she stabs them both. Rough. What was your first thoughts, Zachary Levi? Levi? Honestly, I honestly, didn't know, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, that's I, why I asked. And I, I never watched Chuck. I heard it was a great show, and I, I've you know I've seen an episode here and there. It was just didn't have the time. I seen some of it. It, it, I, it it's funny. It, it's a good show. Sometimes, to be honest with you, I kind of prefer that. After what Marvel's done to us, I kind of prefer having a nobody or, or not someone that you're super familiar with in that role because, right. you know, we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, talking about guys that have the, their wheelhouses that they need to stay in. You know, there's a lot of Robin Williams movies out there that don't get a lot of credit because, they, you know, Robin Williams wasn't funny in it. But he was a tremendous actor. That, one, that movie, One Hour Photo, if you've never seen that, watch that because that guy plays a psychopath like you wouldn't believe. Insomnia. Yeah. Insomnia was another good one, but there's but you see somebody and you have this idea of what you want them to be or what 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 you want them to do. I kind of liked the fact that I didn't know who it was because, to be honest with you, I didn't really know that much about Shazam except for the cartoon on Saturdays. It was Shazam and ISIS for the old TV series, but which I, I got way back. I got to oh. give credit to the director because I always think the director's in charge of casting. You right. know, I said this is the guy I want to play, but picking him to play, you know, a grown up, but he's also a fourteen year old boy. I, I thought. I thought Levi just brought the perfect amount of innocence to that yep. role. Yeah, my when I first read that, and of course, like we said, all being fans, I was like, my first reaction, the same one I had when I heard Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a movie. This is dumb. Are you kidding me? And shit, I think I was wrong. Kay. I mean, it was great. True story. One of the guys that I, I do work for calls me on uh, Friday morning to talk to me about a couple of things, and he says, hey, how was Beach Bums? Which, if anybody saw our live post, and uh, appreciates that. And I said, you know what? We saw it, and it was really good. And he goes, okay, whatever. And I said, no, it, it was really good. And he goes, you're fucking with me, right? I said, no, it was really good. He goes, 
I can never tell when you're being sarcastic on the phone or not. I said, it was really good. He goes, the trailer looks stupid. And my answer to him was, that's why I hate trailers. I liked this movie. I liked this movie a lot. And I got some shit when I said this after the movie. This might be the best DC movie ever made. That's very, very arguable. I got, I got, I got. Somebody looked at me and goes, "Better than the Dark Knight," and I, and it's hard to compare because the Dark Knight is a film, in my opinion. Shazam is a movie. Dark, the Dark Knight was a cinematic masterpiece. Shazam was something fun to go see. It was, it was really, really good. It was funny. It was really funny, and in my opinion, it was funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was funny through the whole yes, movie. Which anybody who listened to the previous episode knows, Guardians of the Galaxy was my my favorite Marvel movie, right? It, it was go. Well, you got that look on your face. Say it. No, when we were sitting there, I didn't know if you noticed or not the montage where he's doing his stuff and Queen started playing. Yes, Richard was rocking the hell out. In I his was chair. too. Be- was well, having a blast. That's this a great goes song. to my biggest one of my biggest complaints about Captain Marvel was that the music they chose to, sh- to when she was fighting on the ship. No doubts. I'm just a girl. I thought horrible pick, but then they played Queens, right? You know, don't stop me now. And then he's going through all these different, you know, uh, examples of the powers he has. I thought, oh, my God, what a brilliant pick yeah. to, to depict that. What a great and, song. And I, I couldn't stop singing. I, I was jumping in my chair, man. Great song. But do you remember what other movie they played? Shaun of the Dead. It, it was, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, and it, it was, was perfect. Yeah, it, it worked was. perfect in the scene. It, it was. Perfect in the perfect in this movie. The, the, the movie was funny. I thought the casting was phenomenal. There was not a character in there that you went, they did not nail their part. Um um, spoilers. There are going to be a couple of spoilers here. A uh, couple of things. The, the only two things in the movie that really turned me Here's off. Here's your chance. Spoilers. Spoilers. So we're going to spoil the Richard, shit out you know of this what's, movie. You know what's coming up next, Richard? Spoilers. Oh, my God. He really is a lawyer. <laughs> You've been okay. warned. Go. Here, here we go. The, 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 the two things that turned me off in this movie the most was the bad guy. There was no real development. Um, it just, hey, look, I'm a bad guy. I stumbled upon something. I'm a bad guy. Okay, I, I get you. Did You wanted to spend more time on Shazam than you did on the bad guy. I, I love the movie. I don't even remember his name. The second thing was when you do a movie like this and you need this movie to save you, you have to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. And some of the CGI was really bad. Okay? It, I, you said I'm okay with that. And I get that you're okay with it, but you need this movie to drag your ass out of the cellar Put the effort. The CGI everywhere was great except for the seven deadly sins. I thought the seven deadly sins were like, let's throw a pile of shit at the screen and we'll just give it some shading. That was that was my two biggest. Again, if those are my two biggest issues with the movie, uh, yeah, then then you're, uh, uh, I, but then I, you're in good shape. But you never see something in a in a Marvel movie and go, oh, that didn't really look that good. Oh, Black Panther, I take that back. Black Panther. So don't even get Richard right. started. But 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 that's where <laughs> I'm going. With. The the story was really good. That when they all grabbed the staff and said Shazam <laughs> I came a little I'm not going to lie I came a little wow it was um it, it's tough for movies these days for as many movies as we've all seen to have that holy shit moment that was a legit holy shit moment nowhere in Shazam's trailer did they talk about the family being involved and again that's what I hate trailers the most for everybody said to me uh, the trailer looks really hokey. Yeah, the trailer does look hokey. Don't watch the fucking trailer. Go watch the fucking movie. Right. Because that's what it's about. And and they, that movie deserved a 93, not a 91. It and deserves I, a 97. I give Richard full credit on this because at one point in the movie, he kind of leaned over and said, hey, my comics, what about, didn't, he had a family too, didn't he? 
And I was right. like, oh, God, now that I think about it, yeah. And then sure enough. Are you talking about the Fast and the Furious movies or are you talking about Shazam? No, no, I'm talking about yeah, Shazam. Yeah, because family, you know, no. family. When, when she yeah, said family. her name was Mary, I went, Mary Marvel. And, and, and that movie Bam. delivered a holy shit moment like I didn't expect. It. I don't did. think anybody expected it because when it happened, it was incredible. Yeah, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved the scene. And and I agree. When I found out the budget for this movie was like ninety million, a hundred million, I didn't expect a lot of high quality CGI. But and I, I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to be okay with that. Just entertain me. That's really all I ever well, want. Well, you weren't paying Tony Stark or you know Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans twenty five million dollars to do the movie too. Right. That, Correct. That's help. It's just like a pro football team. If you're paying your quarterback eighty million dollars a year, you got no money left for anybody else. So I, mean, I think it's fair to say the biggest name in that movie is Mark Strong. Uh, agreed. agreed. Yes, yeah, he was I mean, the bad guy, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Doctor um, Savannah. Still Sir. to this day, the best part of the Green Lantern movie to me was Mark Strong as yeah. Celestro. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jacob told me afterwards. He says, "You know, that was really cool when they all turned into the family." He said, "Except, you know, Mary wasn't as hot." <laughs> 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 um, yeah. It's overall I, pheno- another great movie for DC that they've they've had a nice little run of success now. It um, was fun. It was just fun. It's yeah. and you've even said this before when we've had numerous talks about comic book movies. They need to be fun. Certain movies not so much like the Nolan trilogy. I you don't need well, more that fun was, than that. As Mike said, it was it was I mean excuse me, Greg, as he said, you know, it, it was a film. Right. You know, and it, it, maybe it wasn't fun, but it was insanely entertaining. Right. Shazam had all of the above. Uh, absolutely. Agreed. It, it did. It, it was. It was. It was extremely well done. I hope it. I hope it shows them what they need to do. But I also had a discussion with a couple people this week, and they talked about what Marvel's doing here, and I think it might be smart because we've got. We do you mean about DC? Or, yes, I'm sorry, oh, DC. Okay. Thank, thank you. He's I appreciate drunk. that. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just talking. Those ciders will sneak up on you. I was talking about uh, what what DC has done now, and what they've taken with this Shazam is they've taken their fun road, and they've got their dark road with the Joker and stuff coming. And I think that they might be able, they might be onto something to have that two prong attack at this point where we can say, Hey, there's some kids that you can take the family to. And here's some kids for the adults, which kind of is what Marvel did with, uh, and it wasn't technically Marvel. It was Fox, but so, with Logan and, Sony. and Deadpool Sony having with the R rated, having the R rated movies. And they're the, some of the biggest grossing R rated movies of all time. Right. Um, I, I like that you can take Shazam, who technically should be a fun character. There's really no serious. This isn't a 14-year-old superhero, right? But there's some serious in a 35-year-old psychopath. So let's see, let's see what they do with that and how they how they bounce that around. I like it. Yeah, and the one part that I kind of disagree with you on the bad guy with the think of the immensely shitty childhood that kid had with that dick father and that asshole son in the opening scene. Just absolutely treating him like total dog shit. I totally bought into the villain. I had no problem with him because, I, I, like I said before, I, those two would have been the top two on my list the minute I get, you know, bad guy powers. I'm going right after them. Yeah, I, I get that. Can I add to that? Because, uh, oh, please do. Well, I, I thought, when you know, when they brought the villain in and I thought to myself, I couldn't care less about the villain in Civil War. Because it was, it was Zemo without being Baron Zemo from the comics. Right. I couldn't care less because the movie was so entertaining. So I, I felt the same way about the villain. I, I really didn't think they gave a great deal of depth to the villain, but I was having so much fun watching the movie, I didn't care. Yep. And, and I can I agree with that. I, I understand that, and that to, you're totally right. But they took a little boy who you were supposed to feel sorry for because he got picked on, 
in an age where we're all we talk about is bullying, 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 and now this little kid gets bullied and he gets powers and what does he do? But he bullies. On the so opposite fuck thing, that guy. So what DC <laughs> has failed to do that Marvel does so well, their villain, you kind of, I get it. Yeah, probably most of us probably would have done the same thing. The the villains in Marvel, you understand why they do what they do. I mean, yeah, Thanos was crazy, but you kind of get what he's where, where he's going. Not in the comic universe. They that, didn't. That's different. But in the movies, uh, Winter Soldier. It's not his fault. He was a. He didn't know what was I, going I, on. I agree. DC it's, finally incorporated that, and it made the villain more interesting. It's in a very minor. It's a very minor complaint, and yeah. and you're oh, and you're and you're right. But uh, you know, like we said earlier, what was he doing? He had all this money, and he knew all. I mean, what, what he obviously grew up to be extremely successful. You know, and you're and it's, but it's all a very he minor. cared about was getting yes. back to the Sandusky and, cave. And that well, you know. <laughs> Once you go dark, you never go back. At least someone wanted to go there, right? The other thing, the other willingly. thing too, is I, I agree. I also understand Richard shaking his head willingly. Disgust. Yeah. The other thing about that too is that the movie is two hours and twelve minutes, right? And they probably did not. There's probably some character development there that got edited out. I'm sure. Which, yeah, and that says a lot. I mean, for a movie like that to be little over two hours and think, man. That, I, there could have been more, and I'd have been and, fine and with it. And there really wasn't a dull moment. There, there really was not a dull moment. Even I want to, I want to monkey slap that kid's mom though. Oh, the, yeah. Well, again, you, that really helped you monkey feel more for Billy Batson. Slap. So gotcha. it was good. So obviously, it sounds like the majority, all of us, thumbs up across the room. You guys need to Absolutely. go see this. You need to go see this movie. I'm going to say that you need to go see this movie because this is a movie that is theater worthy. This is a movie that has nice special effects. It, it's fun. You get to be with a group of people when they're laughing. This is a movie that movie theaters were made for. This is not a tub of shit that you're going to walk out of going, oh, my God, I can't believe I just – okay, but if they call, I'm going to tell them I watched something else. Right. This is a movie that you need to go see because it is it is a fun movie, and, and they need to be told that we want more of this. I can't say that because it carries no weight because everyone says you say that after every movie, and you're probably right. Well, they and, are right. And I just want to give a little shout-out to my 10-year-old, big thumbs up. He loved it. So that's a whole different generation that just had the same reaction I did. And he was just fascinated by the trailer when it came out, I think around Christmas. Yeah. Right? Just I had to show it to him every night before he went to bed. Yeah, you he, even texted me to tell me how excited he was about this He movie. was super excited about that trailer. Yep. And... I hadn't seen him react to that, a trailer like that, uh, in, in a long. I mean, he didn't react that way to any of the Marvel trailers. Well, but he if, had to see this every well, night before he this went movie to has credibility with me. Then, if yeah. this movie has little Aiden's stamp of approval, well, then I mean, everyone needs to go see this movie because of the story, Greg, of a boy becoming a superhero. What little boy yeah. cannot relate to that? It's just like what you said of why you related to Peter Parker so much. Absolutely. You relate If you can relate to a character, you're just going to invest that much more in it. And that's good for Aiden. I'm glad he enjoyed it. Yeah. And then Even I though he stayed up past his bedtime for it, he loved it. And then I started asking him, what superpower would you have if you could have any superpower? You know, and he, he always picks teleportation. Really? Always. Yeah, that's always. That's an odd choice. All right, so real quick, Greg, what would yours oh, be? Oh, I would be able to print all the money I wanted. <laughs> Oh, but I already do that. The I'm federal afraid. government. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, you get one. Another. Wow, boy, that's that's in, yeah. yeah just, why a, don't you just smack me in the face? And, and I told and I know this is totally off the rails, but this was a great scene in the movie when they do this. Yeah. When uh, he's going over the power, so you get one. What would you pick? I think it'd have to be. I'd probably have to have invisibility. Invisibility. Really? Absolutely. 
producer. Time control. He wants okay. some Doctor Strange wow. time shop, time stop kind of shit. Wow, I'm, I don't, I'm think I'm going straight Deadpool Wolverine, like in invulnerability, like healing. Well, yeah, that's, it's a healing factor. The healing okay. factor, yeah, for sure. You plan on getting to a lot of fights and battles and killing. You know? <laughs> that's I mean, the only way you could use that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like I would, you know, dress up in Red Wing stuff and go to a Chicago Blackhawks game. Say who's first. Let's do this. I, you know what? I take that back. I would like the superpower that would allow me to afford my mortgage each month. That's a solid one. Right? Yep. Well, that would go in line with pr printing, printing your <laughs> printing own money. money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So that was our glowing, shining review of Shazam. Go, go see, see it. it. It was go fun. Go see it. Absolutely. We all enjoyed it. Every, Thumbs up. And I think one of the these days, this day and age of movies like this, the biggest the biggest positive of this movie is you can take anybody to this movie any age and they're going to have a blast. I, I, while on that subject, people need to understand that when you when movies happen like this, nothing speaks more with your vote than when you vote with your dollar. Absolutely. If you if you are on the fence about a movie that you want to see but you don't know if it's worth it, you should buy a ticket for something else that's worth it and go see that other movie. We get so much crap nowadays and it's because these people are going to see it and this money's happening when we vote with our dollars and we say we want more shazam they're going to give us more shazam yeah un unless and not to beat a dead horse here but the whole reason that deadpool got made fox was not going to release that movie until someone unbelievable Reynolds, unbelievable online presence when for that, that movie. test footage got released the internet blew up. Phones blew up at Fox. Were they trying to get Avengers the, Endgame tickets? The, the, no, because no. It, they wouldn't have been able to get through. Apparently, they got through because Fox decided, like, Jesus, we didn't expect this backlash. And then, you know, it is what it is. But you're right. Fan demand is huge. Um, and this movie, I think, is really going to be a, another big step in the right direction for DC. So go see it. And actually, let me give uh, another, you know, praise to the director again because he gives a nice little homage to the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Oh my God, the piano scene. Yeah, okay, that's great. and Jesus. again, just a little snippet, and you went, I How got it. How did we it. make it through this whole it. review and not talk about the biggest cameo in a movie in in the in a long time? The lunchroom scene when Shazam walks in with fucking Superman. Yeah, but we don't know that that was really Superman. It was the I never suit. Saw face. It, regardless, it, it was the suit. That's true. It doesn't the matter. Suit who is it. what makes him bulletproof. <laughs> Shut up, Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get. I, I, that was. Badass. I was like, me and Richard both looked at each other like, holy shit. So now he is official. I mean, they, they do it through the whole movie. The Justice League is present. The kid's wearing an Aquaman shirt through the whole movie almost, which Pretty much. awesome. Well, at the beginning, he had the bullet that had been shot at Superman. He's got a batarang, batarang. On, which yeah, he batarang. uses in the movie. And it was awesome. And newspaper clippings. And newspaper. So he's legitimately in the DCEU. I mean, it's, it's Absolute, there. No question. Um, so let's get to it. The top five list with two guys that only know Marvel and me that knows DC a little bit better than them. So this took a little work. We took our top five list of top five DC characters, comics, movies, DC comics, of course. But who is our top five DC characters all time? And don't tease us. I like what I like. I'll start this week. Richard, we made Richard start last time. Did you start last week or did I start last week? You know what? doesn't really matter, does it? I'll go. Thanks to the ciders that you serve here, I don't remember. Boom. So go ahead. My DC knowledge is very limited. Uh, I did not read a lot of DC comic books when I was a kid. There was just something about the storylines in the DC comics 
and the characters in the DC comics that just never reached out and grabbed me. I always loved, 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 loved the DC Justice League cartoon that was on in the 70s where you had Casey Kasem. Who didn't? Everybody right, did, agree. right? I and it. and some of the most famous lines ever said are a form of, shape of, and a those guys water. and those guys aren't even in the comic books. They were only on the TV show. I don't know if you knew that. The right. Wonder the Wonder Twins are not actually part of the of the DC universe. So, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I had to do a lot of reading and a lot of stuff this weekend and I I pulled up on on the internet and all these characters and I'm like, "Who who is what? He what?" So, my my list is very basic, but it is backed up for for a couple of reasons. My number 5 is uh is Hal Jordan who is uh, the, one of the Green Lanterns. I liked him simply because when you watch the cartoon back then, he could do whatever he wanted to do with his ring. You know, he right. had the really cool slogan. Um, he, he had some really good storylines. In it was one of the few that I followed in DC where he, he actually had a, a point where he went on a tear and killed other Lanterns throughout the galaxies and died and he came back and blah, 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 blah. Uh, there's so much to go into, but the 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 other thing that I ever, as an adult, I'm like, I can't believe he's a superhero because I could literally kick his ass with a number two pencil, but because he can't do anything against yellow, right? But I always liked, I always liked Hal Jordan. Everyone's got to have a weakness. Yeah, I always liked Hal Jordan. I, the Green Lantern was I always mean, one of my favorites. Can we all agree that the oath is pretty badass? It is absolutely in darkest day and blackest. I mean, right. come on, it's right. awesome. And that was one of the things that drew, drew me into it. But the fact that he was in a spaceship and then he was out through space and you know he was part of the Justice League. That was that's my number five. Richard, esteemed guest. Um, my number five would be the Flash, and. The reason I, I, I had to create a criteria as to why I'm going to pick the people I picked. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, their presence in literature, movies, magazines, uh, things like that. And I remember Wesley Shipp playing The Flash on television going back 25 years, perhaps. That was um, you know, 90, 80s, 90s? Yeah, it's going it 90s, back a right? bit. And now you have Grant Gustin, is that right, playing the new Flash? Yes. And now you have Ezra Miller playing The Flash. So uh, my criteria has to do with their presence in several forms of media. Just to grab your attention. Right. And so I'm going to go with The Flash, not because he has an insane power level. Right. You know, he may be Omega level in Marvel's universe. I don't know. Uh, probably, probably not. But I'd have to go with The Flash just because the fastest man alive. I think Flash is only one of the two DC characters that can actually do time travel, right? Or change correct. time. That's Superman correct. Superman is one and Flash was the other. Right. Correct. Yeah, which, I mean, as much as probably people had a problem with the Justice League, the scene where he wants to race Superman was awesome. Yeah. Really cool. All right. So, <laughs> number five for me, Swamp Thing. Nice. <laughs> Swamp Thing and the reason, like Richard said, the reason why is because... Because he was in Harry, when Harry, Harry and the Hendersons, right? Um, no. False. Oh, that wasn't him? That was, a, okay. that was a shitty guess, but I give you credit for trying. Uh, when I was younger, the Swamp Thing movie that came out, which was, if you, it doesn't hold up well, I mean, but at that time, um, and it's got a pretty accurate background for Swamp Thing. He's a, he's a brilliant scientist, wants to make the world a better place, wants to grow jungles and deserts and end world hunger and all that stuff. And, you know, of course, there's an explosion and then he gets what's called an elemental character. He gets to control the elements, like much like Poison Ivy, sort of, but... He's more in tune with everything. Um, that movie, the little mutants that they had that looked like pig people, to me, were frightening. As a kid, they were just terrifying. And then the Swamp Thing was just cool looking at the time. But, you know, the new show coming on the DC app, I am fired up for. Super excited about that. And um, 
That's why Swamp Thing just stands out because that was one of the earliest, I guess, DC characters that really blew my mind. And, you know, it was scary, but you couldn't stop watching it because I thought it was cool. So S- Swamp Thing, number five. The Little Mutants, are those? were they called Ewoks in a different universe? No, and they no? were not the Ugnaughts in Empire Strikes Back <laughs> oh, either. Okay, I got gotcha. Deep pull right there. All right. My number four is Dick Grayson. And the reason that I like Dick Grayson, so the reason that I like Dick Grayson so much is because again he had one of the better story arcs over decades of years. He had a story arc there. He started out as a. It's catchy, isn't it? It is. Now you're is, saying yeah, it. No, no, I'm just saying it to make fun of you. But I, we are going to trademark no, that. You're shit. saying it just to get your point across, and it works. Trust me. He he starts off as a as a trapeze artist where his family dies. The next thing you know, he's he's supposed to be Batman's sidekick. He was originally created by DC in the 40s, and he was supposed to be their version of Robin Hood. They didn't call him Robin because he was a bird. They called him Robin because he wanted, they wanted him to be like a Robin Hood. He went from Dick Grayson, Robin Hood, to he actually wore the bat suit, to he was Nightwing, to he was um, – uh, uh, what's – oh, God, I had it all in my head. What's the little show that they've got? Teen Titans? He was the leader of the Teen Titans. He has this massive story arc that takes him through all these different these different areas, and through all of those, he pretty much remains true to himself and true to what he needs to be. Um, and it's a it's a character that gets overlooked because because of the 1960s TV show. Holy rusty whatever Batman. Everybody makes fun of Robin, but in the comic books, Robin's a badass. Yep. Yeah, he he was dressed like you know he. I get it, yeah, but like he, but Robin was was a badass, and he had a lot of talents, and he, a lot like Batman, was just a normal human being, and he didn't even have all the toys that Batman had. Right. So Robin, to me, Dick, the Dick Grayson. Now there were multiple Batmans in the Batman universe. Uh, one of them got killed by Joker. Uh, one of them left and came back. I don't know all the names. I know some of the storylines, but right. Dick Grayson, because of his story arc from beginning to end, uh, he's my number four. Good pick. Richard, number four. Yeah, my number four has to be Diana Prince. And, and again, the criteria for me has to be their influence in literature, movies, uh, you know, um, television, all of them. That's, that's the one I chose. And as far as Wonder Woman is concerned, Linda Carter, okay, who I know we all had a crush on. Guys without, our age, oh, mama. Without question, we all had a crush on her. We watched yeah. it to see her turn into Wonder Woman. And she absolutely hated doing that show. That, that's unfortunate it. because it, it made her. Let's be it honest. Did. No question. She got a lot of us through puberty. She did. Yes, absolutely. But she hated that show. But go ahead. Now, Diana <laughs> but, Prince, she's, she actually sang backup for Prince in, in the New Revolution, right? Is that, is that the one you're talking that's about? Right. Yeah, when he okay. went solo. Yeah, when I he went you. completely solo. Yeah. <laughs> but again, just her comic book. She has her own comic book, obviously. You know, one of the strongest characters in the DC universe. Um, just television, movies. You know, hell of an influence, and so I had to go with Wonder Woman as number four. Not, and, and I'm good I'm choice. Just, just because I'm curious, does Wonder Woman is the invisible jet? Is that just a part of the Justice League cartoon? Does she have that in the comics? It's because some in of the, the comics, some of the comics she can fly, some of the TV or not the comics, some of the cartoons she can fly. Was that just poetic license so they didn't have to draw a light jet? And Probably. I'm not trying to be I think funny there. The, I'm just actually honest. I think in the new Fifty Two, they took away her flight power. And I don't think the jet was as was more prominent, you know, when when they took away her powers I to fly. You. So the new Fifty Two revamped a lot of the DC characters. Yep. Good. All right. So my number four was the Red Hood, Jason Todd. Oh, I like that one. Um, if you have not seen the animated movie, the That's Red Hood, fantastic. DC is 
the one thing that DC, I know they have a huge TV presence, but the one thing that DC is absolutely destroying Marvel on is their animated movies. They are amazing. In fact, I had Killing Joke on when you walked in. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and we'll get to that. The uh, the Red Hood, Jason Todd, is, again, one of the, it was the Robin that was killed by the Joker with a crowbar, was resurrected, and then came back and took the identity, which the Joker originally had as the Red Hood, um, which was in The Killing Joke, Um kind of like a anti-hero sort of more he had more of a vigilante side of him and it was awesome and just that aspect of it i just the red hood has always been something i've read a few of the comics and it's he's just a very cool character and uh was was really angry that when he got resurrected was pissed because batman did nothing to avenge his death so he went on a on just on a tear um and there's some really good arcs in the comics that i've read that are that really stand out, so that's why I picked Jason Todd. I like it. That's that's that is a if you have not seen that cartoon, that's that's really good and super good. Mike brought up an excellent point. Of course, just about every every DC full length feature that's come out that go their straight to video stuff is awesome. And not just it's the, really, and good. It, it's a shame that they're all animated, but they do such a good job with those movies that I you watch them and it's like I don't care that it's a cartoon. This is yeah, just a good movie. It, is, it really is. And his specifically, that Red Hood movie is amazing. Very good, very good. Uh, my number three is the Flash. Um, it, he it was a character that we were all familiar with in the um, in the comics when we were kids. Uh, he's a lot of fun. He I always liked science when I was a kid, so I, I kind of had an affinity to him. I had a couple science teachers that I didn't really care for, but uh, I liked that he um, he he was quippy a lot. The Barry Allen Flash was quippy, like. Uh, like Peter Parker type thing, and he always, you know, kind of found a way to fit in. Um, does a very good job of that on the show. Does a very good job of that on Grant the show. The show, you know, the show, the the you know, we didn't talk about him, not to sidetrack us, but the Green Arrow and the Flash are both very good television shows, both very good television shows, right? And so they're worth it. But that's that was, uh, you know, Richard, you kind of covered the Flash, so there you go. All right, Richard, over to you. Uh, my number three has to be Kal El. Uh, and the reason it has to be is because there's, it's no coincidence that two Jewish men created Superman back in 1938, okay, Siegel and Schuster. Right. Because, you know, they knew very well what was going on over in Europe, and, you know, it had an influence on them, so they wanted to create this godlike presence. Plus, they controlled the banks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. It's, oh. it's a podcast. So you can say whatever you want. Oh. It's okay. Oh, my, my Again, God. Again, Richard shaking his head anyway, in complete disgust. I don't even know where to go with that, man. Um, you know, again, Just let it, it die. It's, it's no small, you know, it's no small uh, coincidence that why they created this character. And he became immensely powerful over the years, the, the decades of years. And Again, it works. Yes. And I, I owe you more money again because of that. Right and, down. you know, from, from George Reeves to Christopher Reed to Brandon Routh, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. It doesn't matter. To Henry Cavill. Again, <laughs> literature. I liked his version of Superman. It was okay. I think Brian Singer just messed up that whole thing. But right. anyway, um, again, from literature to the movies to uh, television, all of that, just a tremendous influence in all of those different genres. And so Kal-El for me is number three. I mean, you could argue it's pretty much the icon of comics in general. He uh, is. It, it, it really is. Truth, is justice, and the American now, way. For those of you watching at home, I'm actually wearing a Superman shirt. And spoilers: Superman didn't make my top five because I never liked Superman. I, 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 I did. I, 
Superman, he was just, he was OP. It's the cider. It wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't fun for me to watch. There's so many things about the Superman universe that pissed me off. He's the only person, I've said it before, he's the only person that survives this planet, right? But here we go. We got planet, he got pieces of his planet. We got pieces, I'm not shitting on it, I'm just saying. You're shitting on it. I never mind. You're right. Go ahead. It's like one of those messy natural light shits, too. It's just not, it's not pleasant. How do you shit on Superman? I'm not shitting on Superman. I'm saying that he just there was so many things that they did with really? He's the only person from a planet, but he's got a fucking cousin, a sister, and a dog that show up. Lex change, man. Lex, you gotta add storylines. Lex, Lex Luthor, hey, hey, uh, we're gonna be fighting Superman this week. Hold on, let me open my wallet and get out my kryptonite credit card that I've got. <laughs> it just it always aggravated me. Having said that, I love the Superman movies that came out when they came out. I loved them. Right. But he just he wasn't my favorite because He's uh, to, like Richard said in one of the episodes before. He's hard to write for. Yes, yeah, it's it, it is tough. It's like um, he's da- damn near invincible other than a rock. But and you can kiss my ass because I don't drink natural light. Well, I know beer snob, <laughs> but still, it, it just paints a good visual for those listening at home. It is. That's uh, that's what you want to call it. All right. So my number three was you kind of stole my thunder, you jerk. Nightwing. Sorry. Dick Grayson, uh, Nightwing specifically though that that character alone, a lot of cool things about him. My uh, favorite part of the Dick Grayson story arc is Nightwing. Yes, one hundred percent, and that's what I was alluding to because there's been rumors of a Dick Grayson as a Nightwing movie, which I think would be amazing, a, a, a way to bring another lower level character to what I think could be a great movie if it's done by the right director. Um, one of the he's the only Robin at the time that has zero fear of the Joker. It is another reason why the Joker hated him more than any other Robin. He's not scared of him. He wants him. Like, he wants to, to go take him down, and he has no fear. And that's one of the things in the comics that Joker hates about him. Um, Batman fired him. He didn't want him to be Robin because he was so scared of losing him compared to everything he's already been through. Yep. Raising him as an orphan, bringing him in, taking him under his wing. Um, it's just a, it's a cool story. Um He's took up the mantle twice as Batman, but never wanted to. He just yeah. did it out of he necessity. Did. That was one of the times was when uh, Bane broke Batman's back. Yep, briefly. Yes. Um, in that that arc there too, which gets into Azrael and how he goes nuts and Batman comes back was awesome. But um, I just Nightwing is just one of those characters, and they've teased it so many times on Arrow, which pisses me off. They mentioned Bloodhaven numerous times. They they never introduced Nightwing yet. Dick Grayson is the Robin on the live titan series on the dc app which i've watched and it's it's very good it's a grown-up series it's a tvma series like it's violent yep and he it's true to the comic he becomes a cop becomes a detective and the, the way they lead into it he's just a cool character so i picked nightwing at number three gotcha i am going to recuse myself from my number two because my number one was a tie so oh. it's your turn richard oh the plot well, thickens How'd you like uh, that? How'd you like that, that word recuse? That's what we call a twist. I'm curious. Right? Very curious. How'd now. you like that word recuse? I, I like that. That's Very a big nice. word for yes. a five-year-old, ain't yeah. it? I, I had, to, had to give applause on that one, man. Yes. Uh, number well two for me is going to be uh, Bruce Wayne. And again, just the criteria of the different genres that you know the, uh, the, the character uh, was brought to our attention as an audience. And Wayne Industries has its you know thumb in every aspect, you know, from pharmaceuticals to textiles to um, all different types of munitions all, all that it has its it has its fingerprint on just about everything in in the world and i would say that bruce wayne has more money than tony stark because starks had a very fine right. niche you know but uh bruce wayne you know he was a ceo of a multi 
tr- maybe even trillion dollar company that is worldwide and you know worldwide, has wide, m- wide, 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 many wide. different many different products and services and uh, but and not to mention again just the history uh, Bob Kane created him and um, you know just the, the the different people that have played Bruce Wayne the different iterations we talked about of all the different types of uh, Batmans that have been brought to the screen to television uh, to the magazines I think DC runs more more Batman comics than any other character right. Like Marvel did with Spider-Man. There were like six or seven different Spider-Mans going at one time in Marvel. Well, like Superman. He's so iconic. And he is the world's greatest detective. Yep. Was was Bob Kane Jewish? I believe he was. I'm just checking. I'm just curious. Okay. I I get it. You're fact-finding. Yes. Good for you. Yes. It's solving problems and crises that people need Uh, stuff. All right. We get it. All right. So... We, we skipped you because your number two is your number one. Um, so my number two is Bane. Huh. And for similar reasons, like you were saying, the, the series that Nolan came out with with Tom Hardy as Bane, Bane to me is the best part of The Dark Knight Rises. He's just amazing at it. But more so than that, with the Nightwing character going back to uh, when he had to take up the mantle once, the Bane comic story arc were he breaks Batman's back was incredible. And the background story of Bane, how he's, you know, he's a kid in this prison, you know, his dad is in prison and he, he goes through, he trains himself to be super smart, super strong. And then when he goes under the, um, what do you, uh, he gets tested on and that's when they, you know, introduce the venom in the comics and he just gets to be this incredibly strong, but smart bad guy. I just, it makes him even more terrifying because he's so smart and he is so strong and he's just, I mean, he undermines everything in the Dark Knight Rises movie. He's one step ahead of even Batman and to me that's what made him so interesting. So I picked Bane number two. Yeah, uh, Bane, I liked, uh, I thought the Bane character in Batman The Dark Knight Rises was good. I I did not, I really was pissed at the way they used uh, him in Batman. Uh, it was funny. Was it Batman it, it was and like Rob Batman Forever? Batman, uh, Batman Forever was the one with Val Kilmer. Batman and Robin was Batman the one. Batman and Robin. He right. said he was in Batman with Robin because it was poison. I had yes. that yeah. part of my brain removed. Yeah, I know. It was it was, it was was so bad. You Say know what you want, but it was a comic that, visually. It was a pretty yeah, accurate is, representation of it. Yeah, Bane is solid. Literally. That, that, that's a good one, yeah. All right, so my number one, I have a 1 and a 1A, and the reason that I did this was because this was pretty much uh, – he was my favorite as a kid growing up in the in the DC universe. Um, I don't think that there are any supervillain superhero that complement each other as well as Batman and Joker. And I don't I don't care where you're looking at it. Batman is all about rules, justice. Um, I I won't kill anybody. The Joker is all about chaos, kills whatever he wants. The opposite. Do, does just do whatever. So many times. Batman has the opportunity to kill Joker, and he doesn't. So many odd times, Joker has the opportunity to kill Batman, and he doesn't. Um, the two of them, they complement each other so well. So I decided that because I couldn't pick a one and a two, I was going to name my favorite Joker and my favorite Batman. And my favorite Joker was Jack Nicholson. And I know I'm going to get crap for that because of the Heath Ledger thing, but but Jack, Jack Nicholson did what he did in an era where we – the movies were a little bit different. It was just, it was it, the way that that movie spoke to me. My favorite Batman is Adam West. And I don't know how anybody, 
that show was so hokey, but tell me you didn't watch it every week. Absolutely. Tell me it wasn't, but Robin, we are. I mean, was it was it Adam West or was it Captain Kirk? So I, I everybody knows Batman. Everybody knows Joker. I understand it. I can't go into him too much. There's so many different story arcs between the two of them. There's so many Joker arcs. There's so many right. Batman arcs. The two of them, neither they, I, and I don't remember which movie it was, and I tried to figure out this week. There's one of them where they talk about you can't exist without me, and I can't exist without you. It's the Dark Knight. It was okay. Th- you're right. You're right. It's in the scene where they're in the interrogation. I don't want to kill you. That's 100. percent You complete me. Yeah. 100. What would I do without you? So good. Yeah. 100 percent on board of what those two are, and that's why I could not go a one and a two. They are a, they are a symbiotic relationship, and they need each other, and they belong together forever. I won't crap on picking Jack Nicholson at all because, I mean, you could almost argue that if that movie flops or tanks, we don't get Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. The Joker is, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Well, number one for me has got to be the Joker. And God the reason because, it, uh, listen, it's very simple. There, in, as far as DC and Marvel, there has there is not a villain that has been as well-crafted and written as the Joker. He's Completely the greatest agree. villain in the history of comics. Yeah. Period. Uh, exactly. Well, for, just for a long time. I'm just going to throw this out there. Decades it was my number one, too. So, I mean, we, we all pretty much agreed. I mean, the, the Joker is what he is. I mean, what, what, are, what stands out for you as far as the Joker? He, well, it, you know, he's a true sociopath. He's, he, I mean, he, he knows the right from wrong. He, does, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, he knows right from wrong. It just he just doesn't care, and um, uh, the uh, uh, Alfred's character, uh, British actor, I can't Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He, he said it perfectly. Some guys just want to see the world burn. Yeah, and that's the Joker. In a couple of the scenes that stand out, since we're talking about the Dark Knight, is when the the level of just, I guess you could say, zero fucks that that character gives. He burns that huge pile of money. I'm only burning my half. Yeah, Yeah. I'm only burning my half. It's not about the money, but the other scene where he gets in the face of that gangster and says, yeah, your dogs, let's see how loyal they are when they haven't been fed. That's right. As crazy and off the rails as he is, he's almost equally as brilliant because he's got a plan for everything, and the plan has no reasoning whatsoever. It's just... That's what he wants to do. Look, and let's uh, again. I, I want to give credit where credit is due, and that has a lot to do with Nolan and his brother Jonathan writing some insanely incredible scripts for both Bane and Joker. And again, they just had tremendous lines, you, and and that were true to the character. Right. When you go to the comics in general, I don't care what universe you're in, there's always a grand design that the bad guy has. He wants to rule the world, or he wants to rid the world of Reese's Pieces or something. There's always a plan. Name me one time that you've seen a Joker story <laughs> plot where he had an end game that was... There's, there is, there's none. There He's is just none. like, um, where you going, babe? I'm going to go out and set some shit on fire. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. I mean, that's it. That's, that's right. His, it, it's... That's right. And with no direction, and yet he is so singularly driven. Right. And that was one of the parts in The Dark Knight that I love so much, like... The only thing that really he was singularly driven on was making Batman kill somebody. Yeah. Like, you're going to live by your rules, but tonight you're going to break your own rule. Like, he, like to him, he was I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. He just wanted him to do that, just to make him say that he did something he didn't want to do. And then continue to fuck with him, he gives him the wrong address. Nonstop, yeah. Because he knew who, who he was going for. Yeah, it's 
I mean, so he gave him the address where Harvey Dent was. Yeah, there you go. A unanimous decision at a number one out of a yeah. out of tons of characters. We all picked the Joker as number one. Well, to be fair, if you dig into the Marvel, the DC universe, there there's not a whole lot of people that can compare with the people that we came up with. And I even don't your even your number five was is is not well known, but he still had a movie made about him. So still had a movie and getting a show. Yeah, um, in a really big you know, show. I've, I've told you. I think a couple times the the one comic that I want to get that thanks to Kevin Smith talking about it Jerry numerous Seinfeld? times, no, <laughs> is where the Swamp Thing goes to Gotham to rescue um, his girlfriend who's being held for having relations with an alien, and he references Superman like, "What are you going to do about him?" If that he goes, "I'll just he was going to bring Gotham to the ground because they wouldn't release his girlfriend," and it just it sounds because Batman's not I don't care how smart you are you're not going to stop the Swamp Thing. With, with no powers. Yeah, right. Um, so that's something that I definitely want to get and read soon. But, yeah. You'd probably get Trump in there drain the swamp for you. Please. That'd be great. Couldn't couldn't, couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> couldn't. H- had, to, had to make one last joke. Richard, plug yourself. Uh, Richard Alexander, attorney. We do personal injury, criminal defense. I've been in the area, uh, my God, since 1986. Been practicing law 22 years. A uh, professor at two universities for almost 20 years. That's decades, by get, the way. Get out of my house. So <laughs> decades of years. So, uh, <laughs> decades of years. Uh, decades of years. Uh, listen, I I just love this. Thank you again, guys, for inviting me. I appreciate you, you, it. You can you honor us with your presence? You know what yeah. I love, Richard's Twitter. It's fun. You get some great law stories or create like the one thing that you usually always post is like if here's your attorney tip for the day. Or I don't remember. I exactly do free how legal you, tips of the day. Free legal tip of the day. And what was the shirt that? The, uh, the one, go ahead when, and you're, when you're appearing at a pretrial in front of that a judge, do not wear a shirt that says outlaw. See what I, this yeah. is the kind of free advice. People right? have to pay for this advice. You're getting it for free today. <laughs> yeah. Or, but the other one, remember I posted this one about the free legal tip of the day. When you're going to use somebody else's urine, make sure you have your friend tested first. Freaking brilliant. Like, see, this is the kind of stuff you, how do the people find you on Twitter? Uh, R. Alexander Law. Yeah, Richard Alexander. Yeah. Um, I highly suggest following it. It's fun. It's entertaining. You, you do a good way of teasing. Thank you. Of twisting in some comedy with your free legal tip of the day. It's awesome. Love it. Um, other than that, that's all we got. That's all we got. Fun list. Guys, Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic.com. We have a Facebook page, Top 5 for Fighting. We got Twitter, Top 5 for Fighting. We will be uh, launching a website this week. Uh, pay attention to our Facebook feed. We're going to have a seven-day countdown for the Game of Thrones. I think that you're going to enjoy them. My wife put them together in her all her marketing genius. You should enjoy it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we got hockey playoffs coming up. Oh, you know, we, we didn't even talk about the NCAA bracket. Because we don't need to. Boy, right? the Sweet 16, boy, my, just everything just fell apart. Because everything the NCAA is being talked about is once again officiating, and I don't give a shit anymore because that's all they're known for is bad gotcha. officiating. Gotcha. So let's move on. Do you, do you have a Twitter yet or no? I have a Twitter. You. Yeah. What, what is it? How uh, do people I'm, find you? I'm, I'm gbishop72. Yep. And mine is at putty2773. It's my birthday if you want to send cards. 2773. Right? Right. Um, comment on the Facebook page, please. More comments, more interaction. We got a lot, you know, a, a nice group of people that are giving comments and feedback throughout the week and stuff, and it makes it a lot more fun for us and gives us ideas and stuff. So what do you want to talk about? Um, leave it on there. Give suggestions for top five lists. We want to reach more people, guys. The best way for us to reach more people is through you. you. We need to get outside of our circle of friends. Hopefully, you guys are recommending us to your circle of friends. 
Uh, we got a couple things that we're going to set up here. We're going to announce a couple things here in the next couple weeks. Uh, hopefully, some of you guys will be able to come out and join us with them. But we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff and start posting more live feeds and some videos and having a good time. If you if you enjoyed our Shazam video, I hope you did. I did. I enjoyed. I enjoyed getting flipped off by Mike. I mean, who doesn't enjoy that? Right. Snarky faces. That's what I specialize in. That's pretty much it, Richard. Again, thank you very, very much for being here. No, thank, uh, it was thank a pleasure. You, we thank we you. really enjoyed it. And as always, uh, you keep listening. We'll keep talking. Or we'll just talk anyway. I be the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run! Go! Get to the chopper!